Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 37-year-old from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. His hockey journey took him to the Canada, the USA, Italy, and Sweden. A staple and former teammate of mine with the Western Michigan Broncos, but he spread his wings in Italy and Europe. A three-time, he was named the top three player for Team Italy in the 2010 world championships was named Italy's best player and backstopped them to gold and a two-time Italian champion with Asiago with ridiculous stats in the playoffs folks and worked his way up to the Swedish elite league but he is best known as a DJ at the Magrillo nightclub in Italy welcome to the podcast Daniel Bellissimo Wally thanks for having me it's been a while cheers cheers buddy yeah how you so, been? Yeah, pretty good. You know, just uh, work, family life now. We'll get into that. So yeah, basically, uh, I get into how we know each other to begin with. So uh, yeah. your brother, older brother, Vince, episode 25, um, the three of us all went to Western Michigan together, eh? Yep. One year, I think we played with Vince and then I played with you for two years. Yep. In- interesting couple of years, to say the least. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the, the, yeah, we weren't very successful. You can no. say <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple of rough years, Wally. Yeah, um, you know what though? The odd time we'd mix in some home wins. We oh, sure yeah. didn't mix any in on the road, but we did no, win at home the odd time. We right? did win at home, and you know what? Uh, our home barn was probably one of the the best drinks I ever played in. So yeah, the Lost and Lunatics, um, yeah. and our apartment was probably one of the best college apartments to party in too, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And I got some, uh, I got some thoughts about that too. We can get into a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get into your Western Michigan days. Um, okay, so first thing off then is, uh, yeah, where and what are you doing now? So now I'm living in uh, Mississauga, uh, Ontario. I'm working with my dad um married have a, a daughter she just turned two yesterday so uh, happy penelope. birthday what's her yeah. name penelope happy so birthday penelope her, yeah we took her to wonderland yesterday if she went on uh, her first roller coaster it's just a small one so uh yeah it's a different life now sure but, is isn't uh, it but it's uh it's great so um I, done, rumor has it that you're uh pretty uh big dog out there and uh your brother you know i went fishing for some questions and he actually said that uh you are fully invested in the, the uh, family company and that it's gone great since uh basically you're kind of running it now huh yeah you know what when i first uh, stopped playing hockey it was a bit of a shock you know for the first couple of years it was um you know it was an emotional couple of years for me 
Uh, I want to talk about that. I want to know why do you shut it down when you do? You were just in like the Swedish elite league. You're playing in the world championships and then no, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. You know what? It just, um, you know, I was living in Sweden and way up North, you know, there was, you know, no, no sunlight kind of got to me a little bit. Uh, I wasn't really playing my best hockey. Um, yeah. So I just, it was around Christmas time. I was feeling really, uh, really homesick. And, uh, I just decided, uh, you know, I think that was it. I was battling, battling through some injuries. Again, I wasn't playing good hockey. Question. You know, was, yeah. Were you, um, you're married now. Was your wife in Sweden with you? No, I met her after, after I finished playing. So gotcha. Yeah. yeah so there. then was... there could be some lonely nights in Sweden, eh? When oh, you're yeah, in I the dark so. and. Yeah. You know what? I had a couple, there was a couple imports from Sarnia, the Abbott brothers. Uh, don't don't talk guys. about, don't talk about yeah. them. Don't talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, but to be honest with you, they, they really, uh, you know, they really helped me out, hung out with me quite a bit. They were the only other North American guys on the team. So, you know, it was, uh, sure. It was they're, tough. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're great guys. Uh, but yeah. no, they were on the team that beat us in the Southern cup game seven. So I've never forgot about them and from junior B, but, um, yeah. they did go on to some great careers and, um, yeah, they must be pretty good dudes. Aren't they like running that team now? Now they're running a different team, not that team, but they're running a different team, Rogla. I think oh. they're the GM and the president or something. I'm not sure 100%. But anyway, back to there. I was, you know, the sunlight, I mean, it was getting dark at like 1230 in the afternoon. I would. Uh, really? I would, oh, yeah. I'd eat lunch. I'd take a nap after after my lunch. I'd fall asleep on the couch. I'd wake up and it would just be pitch black. And I'd be, you know, what time is it? I'd, I'd feel like it was like, you know, five in the morning. I'd wake up and it's like 145. Like, and you're by so, yourself too. And um, like, yeah, by myself. And I was kind of, they didn't put me in the city. I was kind of on the outskirts a little bit. So, you know, even to, you know, though, you, but like, that sounds like a tough situation. But like, you could have just asked for like a transfer and kept playing hockey. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I was 30 years old too, Wally. I wasn't uh, spring chicken anymore. I think you weren't uh, a prospect anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and like I said, I was battling with some injuries. I, I had some, uh, you know, some knee injuries. My knees weren't feeling too great. So I just decided, you know what? I actually, after I left there, I actually played one board world championships. We can get into that story a little bit later. How uh, I got that call. So. You know what? If it comes up right now, I say we just go with it. Go with okay, the flow. Okay, so I was actually on a construction site. And uh, <laughs> Adam Dennis, who's the other goalie on the national team, he got hurt right at the end of the season. So... You know, they had a couple of decent, uh, decent local kids uh, or Italian kids, Italian born kids, but uh, nothing that they felt too confident. You know, they were young to go to the world championship right now. And he's very good. He's actually very good. Andy Bernard. Uh, So he was at the time he was still a little bit young. uh, So they I was on a construction site. It was probably like, you know, 10, 30, 11 in the morning. And I get a call from uh, from the coach of the national team. He goes, uh, "What are you doing?" And I'm just like, you know, I'm on uh, I'm actually on a construction site doing a little work here. <laughs> and he goes, uh, "You you want to come and uh, play in the World Championships?" It was this one was in Belarus. And uh, I said, you know, I was feeling pretty. I was missing the game at this point. It was only it was fresh. It was I I hadn't played for about you know, it was probably about six months. Christmas time to about yeah, it was about five six months. Anyways. So I was feeling like I was missing a game because it was still yeah. fun. So I, I thought about it, you know, I said, oh, let me give you a call later. So I kind of thought about it. And then literally about 
I called my old man. I said, listen, I think I'm going to go play in the worlds one more time. And then I, this is it. Right. And he goes, my, my dad's going out. Oh, here we go. He's going to go play. He's going to go play in the world championships. Then he's going to get right back in it. So, but you know, I, uh, I decided to go back, hadn't skated in about five months. I was still working out, working out every day, you know, running, uh, lifting a little bit of weights, weights, mostly just running. So uh, I packed up my gear and I uh, went off to Italy for, uh, I think we had a two week training camp and then right into the worlds after not playing for five months, not even putting my skates on. And you play in the world championships and that's yeah, in well, like the top division. Yeah, the top, it was in the top division. Like we played uh, that, that one there, we played Canada, we played Sweden, we played uh, Czech Republic, we played. Uh, and you hadn't played since the Christmas, the season before, and you were working at the family business now for your old man on yeah. a construction site. And you're like, so most people in those situations, they just go play senior A, right? Locally, but you yeah. go to the world championships and play Canada. <laughs> yeah. So I was a little bit uh, concerned actually, because I hadn't skated. So literally the next day after I got the call and I said, okay, I'm coming. I go through, I go, uh, I call a couple of buddies that used, they weren't even playing anymore. And I said, you know what? Let's go skate on this little three on three rink. I said, take some shots on me and let's see what I got here. <laughs> so, you know what? I, I was feeling like, you know, I thought I was going to be worse, but I was not feeling great. But I went, you know what? It's okay. Two weeks, I think I could get it back. So I end up flying back there. And uh, I fly there and they forget to pick me up at the airport. I fly into Venice because the actually the training camp was in Asiago where I used to play. So I'm sitting in the airport and at the time there was like, you needed to have like that special chip to get your phone to work. It wasn't like it is now where you can just use your phone anywhere. So I'm sitting in there in the airport for like an hour and I'm going, I don't have anybody's number. I don't know who to call. I'm sitting there and for like an hour and I'm just like, do I just book a flight and if I can just go right back home? Like, what is this? Am I allowed to swear on this volume? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I throw my, I, I'm sitting there. This is like, literally Kelvin Elfring, a guy two episodes ago, flew over to Germany for the first time ever. And he got left there for five and a half hours with no money and didn't know the language. Woolen shop, Brown Ale, Bayfield Brewing Company. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyways, I'm sitting there for must a couple hours must have went by. And I'm, I'm sc scrolling through. I call one of my old teammates and I say, can you get a hold of the national team and tell these guys to come and pick me up at the airport? So finally, I was there after about five hours. The guy, they come and pick me up. I go up there. And, uh, you know, I, I, after a week of training camp, I wasn't feeling too great. I was actually a little concerned. I was getting a little nervous. I'm going, okay, I thought I was going to get it back a little quicker. And you're going to be the starter. Yeah, I'm going there to play like every game. So I'm not feeling too good. I'm like, okay, this could be really embarrassing. <laughs> it's not like it's on really TSN bad. or anything, right? <laughs> yeah. So like I'm I'm not sleeping because I'm like I'm I'm worried because I'm not stopping pucks in practice. I could tell even the coach is starting to get a little bit worried. And then just one day the next day, it just clicked. It, it was back. Yeah, it was just and I'll tell you what, it was probably back more than I ever had it before. And uh, that world championships there was probably the best hockey I ever played. Is that right? Yeah. And, that, and then was, you really shut it down. Yeah. Then I said, uh, actually, I got a couple calls. Um, I can't remember which teams, but I think it was a couple KHL teams. And I just said, no, nah, it's okay. I'm good. KHL so, teams are calling you and you're saying I'm good. But you know what? Like your old man built quite a business, it sounds like. How many employees do you got? 
we got about um i would say 25 to 30 yeah it sounds like though you guys have quite a good business going and your old man must have been dying for one of you guys to stop playing hockey and fully invest because to me it does not sound like vince is fully invested he is coaching (laughs) he's coaching coaching. that's what he enjoys that's his passion and that's what he's into and he sounds like he's good at it and he's passionate about it and it's awesome that he has a family business that he can have a job and get to follow his passion not many people could pull all that off but then that year old man had a son that wanted to dive right in and get the business rocking and rolling by the sounds of it that is what you've done eh yeah dive right right in I'm not sure there was some doubts because when I first stopped playing I was like do I get into goalie coaching like I got a pretty good career I played in Sweden Lulia Sweden was like that's the goalie capital of the world pretty much um you know the goalie coaches there are just my goalie coach on that team was I'm gonna say he was probably the best goalie coach in the world so I, I got name? a chance. Yeah. Even his name was, uh, he, uh, Daniel Henriksen. He's not even a coach anymore. He's living in Portugal with his wife, got a, a job in Portugal. He's, he's done with hockey too. But at the time he was the man, like he, huh. this guy. And even the year before when I played in Timra, Anders Palm, he was another goalie coach who was, uh, th- these guys were way ahead of anybody over here. That's for sure. Yeah. And probably in Italy where you'd been playing before. Right. Yeah, so they, these guys were the real deal. And my last year, even though I left halfway through, I mean, I learned a ton from that guy. I would stay on the ice with him an hour after practice. Just he would have to say, okay, let's get off the ice. Like, this is getting ridiculous now. So, um, no, so that, like I said, I was de- I was debating whether I get into the family business or goalie coaching. So, like, I was kind of doing both for a bit. And then, like, I'm trying to teach these kids, like, you know, I'm bringing Sweden over there ahead of the time. So like I was bringing some new stuff. So the kids were kind of not really buying in. And, and I just said, you know what? Cause I'm it was something of, different. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm tired of trying to convince these guys like how to play, which you see every NHL goalie playing like that right now. So I said, I'm, I'm tired of trying to convince these guys how to play. And I just said, I'm done with hockey. Let's just move on. And I just jumped right into the family business. And, you know, when I first stopped playing, actually, my dad, uh, he just threw, he would just throw me into meetings. He'd go, go to this site, there's a meeting and just deal with it. I'm like, okay. I didn't know anything at the, at this point. I, I didn't know nothing. I was just finished playing hockey. I, I didn't know anything about construction. Not even, not to mention school. I wasn't, you know, I didn't really fully commit when I was at school either. I'm sure as you remember. So <laughs> My, my, my dad just throws me into these meetings and I'm sitting in these meetings with guys that are, this guy's been in construction for 40 years. This guy's been in construction for 20 years, you know, electrician, a mechanical guy, uh, concrete forming guys. And I'm sitting there in a meeting, this field guy, they're asking me questions. And I'm just like, what? I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Every question. What are these guys sending us over here? This guy doesn't know anything. So, I mean, <laughs> I had to start, uh, but it was good though, because I got to learn how, uh, how the sites were running. I spent a lot of time on the sites my first couple of years. Um, I took a bunch of courses. I learned how to use AutoCAD. I learned how to read construction drawings, um, brushed up on my sales uh, skills a little bit and, uh, yeah, just slowly built, slowly learned. And, uh, yeah, here we are today. So things are going pretty good. We're real busy and, uh, yeah. No, it sounds awesome, man. It sounds like you're into it. It sounds like you're good at what you're doing. It's great to hear you're doing well, man. 
Yeah, no, it's everything's been going great. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I just finished a course like that. Construction contractor construction management is the one I just finished for fun. But well, you just did it for fun, or are you looking to get into construction? No, I just did it just to, you know. Because yeah. it would help with my career and what I'm doing, right? I'm into, I'm uh, engineering supervisor at a global heat treatment company. So, um, yeah. How was your transition? It's kind of similar to yours. I had to go, I went, I, I met uh, people um, and I guess, the, you know, the CEO asked me that if I wanted to get into the industry and I had all this education with the MBA, he wanted me to go out and learn the industry. And I I left home for a few months and went and uh, was a field technician and was on the sites and did it. And uh, then, uh, yeah, same as you worked my way up, I guess. Yeah. I like, you know what? I like mixing it up on the site once in a while. It's good to get out of the office. There's some banter out there, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, I mean, it's not quite like being in a, in a dressing room or anything, but the, it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of similar in some, some kind of way. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, we got really sidetracked, but the only thing I never brought up as we crossed by it was when you talked about in Sweden, it wasn't your best hockey, but you were also a bit homesick and it was dark all the time is, do you not find the happier you are in life, the better you play hockey? Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. Like uh, the, from what I've seen and like the pictures you sent me, it sat, it looked to me like you were living in Italy and you were, just dominating as a goalie and then I don't know for myself when I was Wally when I was being me and I wasn't trying to be somebody else and drink the protein shakes and get in the cold tubs if I was just being me and having fun and playing hockey I played way better oh 100 percent so uh, in Italy there was it was a little bit different I mean we had I think we had somewhere between 10 and 10 to 15 imports it was tons of imports so it was you know it was it was a lot more more fun that way more people to hang out with even though Asiago it's a town 20,000 people and at the top of a mountain you know there's not much to do but you know when you have people around you that are you know they're good people and it, and you, you get you find stuff to do you know you just you, you cause shit you go out you do stuff you <laughs> you know what did I you mean? get into skiing over there I never went skiing one time it was actually in our contract How, where we well, weren't yeah. allowed to go yeah, the goalie probably shouldn't go skiing. Yeah, the, no, even yeah. even anybody wasn't. Uh, we weren't allowed. If we got caught skiing, right home. Is that right? Yeah. So we, I never went skiing one time. Some people used to get it that they get free skiing. <laughs> no, us was the opposite. If we if we got caught going skiing, it was big trouble. And uh, I lived on a world class ski resort for four years. Never went one time. Oh, that sucks. But anyways, okay, we got really sidetracked um, from where and what are you doing now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, the only other thing I heard is that uh, you have picked up a hobby. Um, you've gotten a little more into your golf game. Um, but I did hear that your uh, bigger br brother, Vincenzo, there is still dominating the golf course. You know what? Uh, the last couple of weeks, I think I could take him easily. Is that right? So yeah, I've been shooting, uh, you know, low 80s. I was kind of struggling. I, I've only been playing for about four years. It's my fourth season probably playing golf. And, and you're uh, shooting low 80s in four years? Yeah, I'm starting. I've My last five rounds, I think I was, uh, I shot 80, 82, 81, 83. And then I had a bit of a rough one today. I shot 88, so, but that's okay. Um, so I guess, um, but I guess you get to golf different. more than me then. 
Yeah, for the, for a guy that doesn't play, he doesn't really play as much as me because I, I belong at a golf course, Credit Valley, and uh, I get out there probably two, three times a week. Is that right, eh? Yeah, so my wife's lovely. Good. She, she, Sounds she lovely. Let, yeah, she lets me get out. <laughs> she lets me get out quite a bit, so I, I got to thank her for that. But uh, for Vince, for a guy that doesn't really play often, maybe once every two, three weeks, he can play. Oh yeah, he's, he's got, got the handle. Same was when he played hockey. Yeah, yeah he he could hands. handle the puck. I'm sure he could handle a golf club. He'd be fine. Yeah, no. But I think uh, these last couple of weeks, I told him, I said, you know what? If next time we go golfing, I'm gonna you're gonna get dusted. Uh, my game's starting to really come around. I've I've realized I can't be competitive with golf because I just suck now. I don't play enough to be good and be competitive. I can just go out and have fun now. That's the one sport I can't take competitively. No, you know what? That's what that's what I do too. I just go out there and have fun. It was yeah. actually a good. Uh, it was good for me to find something like golf to play after hockey. So. Yeah. Okay. Next question then, because we haven't really got into anything. We've just been bouncing around, but yeah. minor hockey in Toronto. And uh, the Toronto folks I've had on so far, like Doug Clarkson and I guess your brother, but it sounds like there's a lot of team switching going on. Did you, well, who'd you play for minor hockey or did you bounce around? So I played uh, one year with the Marlies, six years with the Senators, the Mississauga Senators, and then two years for the Von Kings. So only three teams. Only three teams in minor hockey. Yeah. Well, actually, this was the weird one for me. Um, I'm going to have a very busy week, folks. Um, I got a call a couple days ago for my son to go for AAA tryouts. So, um, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Real beautiful. It's the Huron Perth Lakers. And I looked, the practices are an hour and a half away. Oh, wow. And um, that's just for practice, folks. That's to a home practice. So um, that's like the only team close by to us. And then you still have to travel to the road games. And um, yeah, they asked him to come. So um, he basically has it. I think it's five times this week, an hour and a half away. And I already committed to running two practices in town here. So it's going to be a busy week, folks. <laughs> I mean, you might have to move to uh, Toronto, Wally. <laughs> nope. Not an uh, you know what? <laughs> I like it here, sir. I, I can't go there. I'm I'll not a city what, person. Though. You know me. I'm not a city person. I'll tell you what, though. At least sometimes you can get stuck in traffic for an hour and a half doing a 10-minute drive over here in the city. So Yeah, it wouldn't be nothing to you. I, I can't sit in traffic. I can't do that. I'm not. I couldn't live in Toronto. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I grew up here, so for me, it's it's home. I know, I know, here. I know that, that, yeah, um, you, we're in minor hockey though. But anyways, yeah, like, so for tryouts for my son now, I'm going to have to go an hour and a half this week. I want him to get the experience and check out all, check out how good these other kids are, but I just don't know if that could be feasible for a year, but I can just see the way this is going. If he ends up get at, being asked to stay and then all of a sudden dad's the bad guy. Cause I think he should just stay in his hometown for the year. Cause you know, it's, I can just see where it's heading. It's just. Yeah. <sighs> He's still young though. He can stay yeah, where he it's is. It's only for a bit Adam. Like, yeah, yeah, no. And then the, our hometown here is uh, it's two age groups together. So like he's trying out with kids a year older than I'm here. Right. So it's not that big of a deal. We can stay home. Big yeah. guy. Yeah. I'll just have to explain that to him. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, three teams in minor hockey and, um, then you get into junior and you switch teams a bunch more here. Um, the only team I ever tried out for other than my hometown, Elmira Shirkings, was 
the Georgetown Raiders. I saw you played for them. That was the only team I tried out for in junior other than Elmira, but you switched what four teams in three years. Uh, okay. So I started with uh, the Von Vipers. I played for them for a year. Then I got traded towards the start of the next year to Georgetown, who was a contender. We had one of the top teams, probably in the, definitely in Ontario, one of the top teams, probably even in the country. So that was, uh, we ended up going, uh, we won the Western conference and um, we ended up uh, losing to Aurora in the, the, the semifinals. I can't remember what it's called, the cup uh, for the, for the Royal Bankers. Oh yeah. I don't know anything about the Toronto leagues, to be honest with you. Not really. Yeah, We lost. It was anyway, I think it was the, we lost in the fourth round. So, okay. But you did all right. And then, uh, so then are you there again the next year? Oh, I was there again the next year at the start, got traded again to St. Mike's. And then, uh, this is a story. I don't even know if I should say this, but this is a story. You can no. you're, that's what this is about is telling stories like that. Get things off your chest, man. Okay. Okay. I like it. So I'm, I'm in uh, St. Mike's. Things are going well. You know, we got Andrew Cogliano. We got a bunch of good guys. We're a really good team comparable to the Georgetown team. I was on the year before, you know, going for a championship. And um, the day before the trade deadline, we get a call and uh, the coach, Chris DePiro says, you know what, we got to trade you. And I said, well, why are you going to trade me? What the hell's going on here? He goes, well, your brother, when he was here, he, uh, okay, so this goes, wait, let's, let's rewind a little bit. My brother, when he was playing on St. Mike's. Junior, this is Vincenzo, Vince. Vincenzo, that's Episode right. Episode 25, folks. Exactly. So he was on St. Mike's and they, at the time they had a rule where you had to go to the school to play on the team. So my brother was done school. He graduated from high school. So they said, you know what, just come back, take a couple courses just to show that you're still in the school. And this way you're still on the team. No problem. You don't have to pay. No problem. So sure enough, this is what, I don't know how many years later, four, three, four years later, I'm on the team. The day before the trade deadline, the school calls the team and says, either he pays the tuition for those few courses that he took or Daniel's not playing any more games. So they for call Vince's, they for say, Vince's bill. Yeah. This was like years after. <laughs> and so my dad goes, I ain't paying that. You speak of, it was for free. Why am I going to pay that? Now, three years later, you're coming out, you're, you're trying to... Just because his money. brother's playing there now, yeah, you're going exactly. to penalize the brother? <laughs> so, then, so then you can just trade him. So I ended up getting traded to Stouffville. I think I played a couple of games and I got a concussion, ended my season. And then that's how I ended up in Stouffville. Okay, so well... I just uh, had a cup of coffee there. So really, is, it was three teams. Yeah, no, that's quite the story. That, Ah, yeah. Oh, so um, if I do that a couple times tonight, I, um, I, I coached a practice today and I was teaching the kids. Um, I, 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 you know, I got carried away and I got into, you know, showing off. Right. And I yeah. show, I was showing the kids a spin rooney and uh, whew, the knee didn't like it. And um, yeah, it's been a long day since, but um, yeah, no, I, it hurts. <laughs> so uh, every once in a while, if it just gives out on me, uh, just bear with me here, okay? Yeah, no, no problem. I still jump on the ice too once in a while, and I still think because uh, I'm actually the goalie coach for my brother's team too. So once in a while, I think I can do stuff that I can't shouldn't be doing anymore. And same thing happens to me all the time. Especially yeah, 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 as soon as you do it, you're like, oh right, yep, yeah, no right, yep. Yeah. 
Can't be doing that anymore. But well, you know, just, you, you want to be cool. It. You want to show the kids what you can do. You know, your yeah. son's out there. They're all looking at you. And I'm like, yeah. well, watch what I can do. Watch this yeah. spin a Rooney. And then I, you know, brave face, got home, got the ice bag on. <laughs> Did you bill or did you, did you stay on your feet or no, like it's just the way the knee where it's something's catching right now. And it's like given out on me, you know, that's just, I did. I just pushed her too hard. I think. You maybe got to give, maybe got to give B a call in, uh, at Western Michigan. Michigan. Guy could, guy could wrap some serious ice bags on the boys (laughs) after a 10 kilometer run. eh? (laughs) (laughs) I guess we should get into your, let's get into your career. eh? We got a lot of talking to do. Okay. (laughs) So you had, you played junior way to go. Um, but you got recruited to Western Michigan. When did that happen? Is that when you're in Georgetown, the team's good or when does that happen? And I guess also we should bring up like your brother is there. He's the same class as me. So you obviously know the school, you know, what's going on down there. Um, so it seems pretty easy for you to be the one they recruit. Eh? <laughs> Sorry for yeah. burping the mic. So at first they didn't, they didn't like me at first. I think when I was playing on uh, the Von Vipers, they, you know, we weren't that great of a team. Um, they didn't really like me that much. And I was dying to go there because coming to watch my brother play games in that rink, it was like, I would love to play there. Like yeah. Yeah, this place is incredible. So and it is. Yeah. yeah. I ended up getting traded, which ended up being uh, a blessing in disguise disguise. Cause I go over to Georgetown and then they actually offered me a, a spot when I, in the second round of that playoff run, I was just, I was talking about before. So uh, Brooksy and uh, Scott Darrow came to watch me and, so Garrow was still with us. He was still, but I think that was his last year. After that season, I think he, I'm pretty sure he left. Yeah, because my first year, or he might've been there one more year. I can't remember, but he was still there at the time when, uh, when they recruited me. So, so did you look at any other schools? Uh, I was talking to a couple other schools, but it wasn't really too serious at the time. Yeah. So they just came right out and said, and I always wanted to go there anyways, because like I yeah. said, going, going to watch my brother play there, it was incredible. So I, did, it, I had yeah. nothing to think about. I was sold. I didn't yeah. even need to think about it. I ran on the spot. I just said, I'm in. Yeah. And uh, you did have like an opportunity right from the start. Um, I guess the way it had gone was they were looking for a new starter. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, you got, you jumped right in and it was your net, right? Yeah. Right off the start. I think my first two years, I started every game except for two. Yeah. And um, I, I, <sighs> I think I, I want to talk to you about it because I see what your career did afterwards and, you know, it affected my career as well is, um, did you ever play man on man defense anywhere else? Uh, no, 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 I was actually, I was, uh, I remember you were talking to my brother about this one. Oh, did I? I, ha- I, I never I know a... who I talked to about what I don't, yeah. I talked to him about it too then. Eh? Yeah. So I probably no. brought up my Syracuse story. Yeah, exactly. Where you, uh, your first practice, you were chasing around the demon. I can't remember what, what his Well, that was, was literally my Andy Delmore. It was literally my first practice ever in pro, but like, as soon as I did that, and that's my first practice, that's my first impression in pro is that practice. And we're playing D zone where a winger really just needs to hang out and make sure you block the shots. Right. Yeah, you exactly. just, you come down and help out a little, but you really don't have to do much. Right. And yeah, no, instead I chased the guy all the way around and the coach blows the whistle and says, what are you doing? I was done from that day on. So 
when I see your save percentage, I feel like, like as soon as you got, you left and started playing, say different D zones, um, your save percentage, uh, drastically changed as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, my first, um, we'll, we'll, we'll move into Asiago when we get there, but yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a little bit more, I don't know. It's tough to say my save percentage did get better, but I think at the end of the day, I just, I got better too. And I think that contributed quite a bit, but I know what you're talking about. And one of the, I don't know if we want to get into the reason why, why I left Western Michigan after three years, but. um, Well, it was on the notes. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't we start with the first year and then we can build to that after. Let's start um, with the first year. Yeah, sure. So oh. I looked I looked it up as your first year was my junior year. Um, that's pretty well my best year of hockey, but um, and our team wasn't that bad, right? Like no, we and I you're a freshman we, goalie as a starter, and like you played pretty well. We were pretty decent that year, right? Yeah, that, that year there we lost uh we had uh, northern Michigan in the playoffs on the ropes there. Mm. And um navigating lieutenant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I actually, I got, I think about that series all the time, actually. And I feel like I kind of let the team down a little bit in that one there because we had the lead going into the third period in game two. I think, what were we up by two or three Wally? Um, do you want to know what I remember about that series? What do you, yeah. What do you got? Um, I am after we lost in the third game in three nights, right? You play a best of three Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, we get put out and then it's like the next week you go to Joe Lewis um, for the award ceremony. So I was up for some awards and it's just me and Chewy going with the coaches and where we leave Kalamazoo <laughs> and something comes up and it was something to do with why we lost Northern Michigan and all I got, I mean, I haven't said anything on here too bad, but Jim Colhain said, no, Wally, the reason we lost to Northern Michigan is because your body couldn't handle three games in three nights. And I never said another word from Kalamazoo to Detroit. I was all CCHA second team. I had 50 points and the coach told me I was the reason we lost in the playoffs and I was like, wow, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I don't know. We like, so I don't, we don't I guess I said that on here. I kept that one in too. Yeah, we, we'd, uh, I don't want to complain too much, but um, like I said, going back to this one, I feel like I let the team down a little bit on that one because, you know, if I could have just made a couple more big saves in the third period, I think, you know, maybe we go even further after Joe Louie, who knows, right? Who knows what can happen from there. But again, that was a little bit of an experience on my end too, just being a freshman. See, I mean, you go, you would remember stuff totally different than me. I don't remember you letting us down at all in that series. I literally don't remember any of that. I remember that drive to Detroit. I remember we were up by two, we were up by two or three going into the third period. And I remember the second intermission, our team was so pumped in the dressing room. It's, it kind of got to me a little bit. I started, okay, just hang on, hang in there, you know, just hang in there. And we always act like it was such a big deal to make it to Joe Lewis, like Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis. And it's like, why are we aiming to make it to the top six? That's not a goal. (laughs) I know it was, um, but 
we were we got really pumped up and pumped up in the dressing room and i think i just got a little bit too uh too antsy and a little jittery and so what uh, we blew it in game three in the third period or something or what no that was game two i think game two we had him on the ropes because we won. oh so we almost won two straight yeah and then game three i think they kind of uh i don't even think that was a close game i can't remember 100 percent, but yeah but yeah Uh, it was um it was an adjustment going to university for me too I remember you saying that, that uh, it was, you were a kid living at home and going to Western Michigan. I mean, it was quite the same for me actually, because I think going into, into university, I think in my whole life, I think I only had maybe 10 drinks before I even went there. And then you start and, hanging out with guys like Stretch and Daryl and, Darryl and start, Yance and me. <laughs> I get this, I get to, and we were talking about uh, the part, what was the, what was those apartments called? The what U club. They- the U club. That's right. Yeah. So we go to, I'm going to my first party at the U club and I get there and you guys are throwing darts at each other and <laughs> turning each other upside down. And <laughs> I I got my bicycle's got a dart hanging out of his leg. I'm going, what are you guys, what the hell is this? Hey, Belly, you want to jump this place? That's not some good. Thanks guys. <laughs> I remember when that girl hit him in the foot with the dart and the blood squirted like 10 feet in the air. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a, that was a different world for, I was like, you know, hockey wise, I felt like I was okay, but the rest outside of hockey is, it was a big adjustment trying to fit in with you guys. And I wasn't much of a drinker. I didn't like the taste of alcohol at the time. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, that would be, that would be a bit much. Yeah. We didn't try to pressure you too much. Did we? No, I, no, I no, would. not at all. But you know, I want to fit in with the guys. You know, I want to be a part of, uh, yeah, part of the stories. So it was, uh, it was, it was a bit of an adjustment for me off the ice first first year for sure. Well, but, and uh, you know, like looking back on it, like realistically, you know, you you know, you're young and you're dumb, and like I wish I would have done things differently too, right? Like I wish I would have been a better leader instead of, you know, more just the. Like I thought I led on with my play on the ice, but then I also led with um, planning the fun times after the games too, right? It's university and you got to have fun too. It's part of the, part of the whole thing. Well, and like, it was just tough, right? Because by the end of, yeah. So year two moving on. So then your brother leaves you, right? So you want to go there, you want to play with him. And then, um, I guess if you want to listen to that, folks, listen to episode 25. But yeah. Vinny leaves after his junior year. Um, and that's during a lockout where he can't even sign like an NHL deal. Um, and so then he leaves and then you're there without him, right? And you're saying you're already having those feelings and the a bit of anxiety or whatever, like socially or whatever you want to call it, but adjusting. Yeah. And then now your brother's not even there with you. Yeah, you know what? I think by the second year, I kind of uh, settled in a little bit with you guys a little bit more. Uh, you know me, I was always a bit of an introvert at the time. Uh, Were you? I, see, like for me, I, like you'd be tighter with the guys your age. And I would like, I was in my little, you know, bubble of stretch and yachts. And yeah. I'm right. Like I, yeah. I, I just figured I invited everybody and whoever wants to come can come. <laughs> No, no, I would, no, no, I would, I would be there with you guys, but I wouldn't, you know, you guys would just, you guys were on a different level. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) I'm I'm I'm, I'm skipping one beer the whole night and every sip going, oh my God, this tastes awful. But uh, no, second year. No, you're right. um, Things got carried away a few times. They got carried away. You're right. You're right. So, but yeah, next year we, uh, 
I still, we ended up winning a pl- the, the playoff series the next year. We actually, I didn't think we were that bad the next year either. Yeah, no, like, it, no, we were bad in the regular season, but then we greased one out. We were like second last, man. Like, that was the year when That's we true. would do all the, the suicides, right? Oh, geez. Every time we took a penalty, we had to do a. We and they put the, the right. buckets out at center for us to puke in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> every time took, and then during the games, every time someone takes a penalty, it's just like, oh. Ah, uh, we're going to deal with that on Tuesday yeah. or Monday. And you can't play hockey like that. You can't be like, oh, my God, I want to get that puck. But, man, if I take a penalty, I'm going to make everybody skate a suicide and me. <laughs> I remember the practices were just they – were, they were long practices. I remember sometimes being on the ice for over two hours. Do you remember that or no? Yep. No, practices were extremely long and you would battle. It was harder than games, way harder than games. Yeah. And at least, and I remember for me, you standing on the ice for a long time and not really getting that many shots. And then at some point. Because it would be World War Three in the corner and yeah. like, and, know, it, yeah. And then four goalies. I think that year we had four goalies because they brought that kid in from BC. Uh, we had four goalies that year. And it's just, I started getting a little bit, a little bit ag- agitated that year with some, some of the things that were, that were going. I remember we had a game before we, we were playing Michigan and we went for a run before morning skate to go touch the Bronco at the, there was that Bronco statue. Yeah. You remember that? You ran, yeah. Yeah. The Bronco way down the road and you ran down there and back the day of the game before morning skate then you go on for morning skate and by the time the game comes it's like you're done oh yeah no i and it was such a build-up to those games too and it's by the time mentally you're just by no and like the practice week like it like i'm sure everybody could have do-overs right and i'm sure if we asked the coaches which i probably will at some point is (laughs) like if they could have a do-over which you know assistant coaches don't make the final call either but it's like now that we know more and it's not about like testing yourself against each other all week and seeing who's the toughest it's like be ready for the game against the other team exactly I can understand like guys guys are trying to get in and out of the lineup so that was a big week for guys trying to get in the lineup and guys trying to stay in the lineup but I mean practices don't need to drag on for for two hours you can go out there for an hour and 15 go hard and yeah, or or let the game against the other team decide. And like if the kid had a good game, which is what matters, um, then maybe the they don't have to beat the shit out of each other all week. And we'll just play that guy again if he played good. And if he didn't, we'll take him out and put in a different guy. You know, exactly. <laughs> then we could all be friends too. <laughs> exactly. Because I remember some scraps out there every every uh, every once in a while in practice. So I saw I saw your brother and yachts fight and they were buddies still and they're, like they're still they were buddies right after but it was the i've gotten a fight in practice against one of the seniors when i'm a freshman the guy could have killed me but that was like that was the culture that's what we we were doing right i remember i got into games it one changed time. i got into a one time with claxon guy's an animal <laughs> the, wasn't you, too, I wasn't he might have ate you <laughs> I, I i was not too good at picking my spots and i got another story we can get into that one too after about picking spots so but well, if you uh, want to go with it now you do it all right let's do it so i'm at uh it's the off season and um i get a call from a friend of mine there's some there's some kind of like money tournament that happens at uh one of the rinks over here in branton and it's basically a bunch of ex-pro guys and some pro guys 
they get together, they put a mon- money in a pot, and they have a tournament. And that would get competitive as hell. Yeah. The, well, you're playing for money, like your own money. Who's putting the money in the pot? It's not like it's it's like you your team wins a few hundred bucks to have beers after. It's okay. not like you're okay. Out, I was gonna say yeah. okay. It's 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 not a lot of money. So they call me. They their goalie dropped out the day before. So you could do us a favor. Come on, jump in and play this uh, money tournament. And I go, you know what? I really don't want to. Like I worked out. I'm like I'm in train. I'm in uh, preseason training. You know. All week, I don't want to play in a money tournament with guys. Some guys aren't even playing in anymore. I'm like, I don't really want to play in this. No, thanks. Like, okay, try and find another guy. If you can't find another guy, I'll come and play. No problem. So they don't find another guy. It's a weekend tournament. Sunday morning, we, uh, it's, it's, our, it's the last game. It's the final game. And before the game, they go, um, oh, this team, by the way, they're, uh, they take this really serious. They got uh, some real tough guys, and they're probably going to get on your case. But right away, my temperature goes up like five degrees. I'm going, what do you mean? Uh, well, one guy leads the NHL in penalty minutes for the last three years. And bef- before those three years, led the AHL in penalty minutes two years. There's another guy that gets into like 40 fights a year in the East Coast. Another guy gets into fights in uh, the Central League, and I'm going, oh, my God. And this is, in, is this the final game? This is the final game. Oh boy. For the money, for the money. It's nine in the morning, but it's nine in the morning on Sunday morning where I probably ended up sleeping a couple hours that night. So I'm, I'm at the rink. I don't want to be there. And I get this guy telling me this and I'm going, okay, I, I think I'll be all right already, but already in my head, it's in my head. So I'm sitting, I'm in, uh, we're on the ice game starts, puck comes to me. I freeze it. The guy comes, snows me, chops me on the hand and he goes, he goes, fuck you, pussy. And I go, holy shit, it was the guy, the NHL guy. We don't need to name any names because we don't want. So, and I go, holy fuck, I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, relax, buddy. It's Sunday morning. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? So, sure enough, next play, again, comes, pucks around me. He's, he's chopping. It's a loose puck. He's chopping me. And I'm going, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Enough's enough. Couple shifts later, same guy comes in, dumps it in. My demons goes, play it, play it. And I'm going, oh, my God, you've got to be shitting me. I go out and play the puck. Doesn't the same guy, NHL guy here. Ran you. Lays me out. Shut up. Lays me out. <laughs> and, I, and then my, right then, my, my body temperature went way. I go, fuck this guy. He's done. So I, I grab my stick from the butt end. I bring it right up to this guy. My blade must have almost touched the ceiling. I brought it so up so high. And as boom right on his foot he goes down like a sack of potatoes next thing you know i got about four guys jumping me so all these guys that call, these guys that called me out to do them a favor just once disappeared were nowhere to be found i'm there by myself and i got five guys punching me in the head <laughs> so <laughs> the one guy's down he's out because I, I actually i heard i broke his foot i don't know if that's true but i heard i broke his foot and these guys, the two refs, I got Frankie, the electrician, and Johnny, the, the, the works at a restaurant or something, refing. These guys are the only guys that are trying to help me from not getting murdered. So I got, I'm, I literally just put my hand in my glove, and the refs are trying to break it up, and I am just getting just punched from everywhere. And then. How long does that go on? It went on for about a minute. It was about a minute. 
And then uh, ref, they, they ref just... goes, you know what? I'm going to throw you out of the game because you don't need to be here. And I said, please, get me out of here. Throws me out of the game. I go home. But, uh, yeah, picking my spots. Have you played – you still play hockey after that? Well, this was when I was still playing. That was when you were still playing? Yeah, I think at the time I was playing in uh, in Italy. Seriously? Yeah, so I was – I was. it was the off season. So <laughs> – these guys called me out to play to play in this tournament. I did yeah. And then once shit got a little bit nasty, these guys that I was doing a favor for. I was thinking this was when you're done. I I no, might have no. been okay. That is I put, my the last time I put the pads on was against Sweden. So that guy was currently in the NHL. No, no, this was back in the day. This was like But he was in the NHL when this was happening or he, he had... was in the NHL at the time. Yeah, and all these other guys were in the coast and the CHL, and these guys were tough guys. And <laughs> I actually, right after that, I had to go to a family picnic because we have. Well, you know what I respect about that is like when someone's doing that shit to you. Like I, it's like the same for me when someone's trying to like bully me or do that shit. I ain't got so long until I'm gonna do something like that. They're gonna remember, and then it's gonna be like, well. Where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah, so actually, I heard that he went down like a sack of potatoes, and I, I hit him real hard with my stick. It was a, it was so a on shot. the side of the foot or no, right foot? on the laces, Wally. On the laces, a broke. Right. The, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. I was came from right up, and yeah. I just went boom. Yeah, right that, on his foot. that could get him. Yeah, top of the yeah. foot. That'll Got get him. him. <laughs> boom, nailed him. Okay, next question. I don't know where we were, what we're doing. We're in Western Michigan, right? Yeah, we're in Western. We can go to the third year if you want. Um, well, I wasn't there. Um, but the year before, like you said, yeah, we won a, a playoff series. But, like, yeah. we weren't having fun. The players on the team weren't happy. Like, the only release we had was um, away from the rink and, like, the workouts and, like, some of the runs they made us do and, like, the the threats of, like, if you lose this game, we're going to run the stairs until you guys like shit yourselves. And, and we would lose the game because we'd be scared to play and we're not living. We're not, we're not Zen at all. And everybody was on edge. The coaches were on edge. I think they knew they're kind of on their way out or whatever was happening, but it was, it was a mess. It was a mess. I remember off the ice, we were a pretty solid team. Everybody got along. Everybody got along. But then it was like, soon as we got to the rink, it was like a switch went and mm -hmm. it was like, uh, we weren't a team anymore at the rink. No. It was a strange, very strange, strange feeling. You're um, right. Yeah. And then you're not going to win any games if you're not a team at the rink. That's for sure. I, yep. And you're, uh, yep. you're right. Yeah. I, I, we, we had to do a lot of running. The running really got to me. I remember having shin splints like crazy all the time. Well, and it was like, like there were the different running, right? Like I, we almost, yeah. Yeah. So then the, the stadium stairs at the football field. I remember those. Well, and, and like some of it can be good for you. And then yeah. sometimes I knew they were just seeing like if who they could break. Right. And like the runs would be so long. There was a, the, the one day I think, it was like a five kilometer run or whatever. And then when you got back and you think you're done because you're getting timed and they're watching you to see who's the fastest we get through the, or I didn't do it cause I was hurt, but you guys got through the finish line and they said, turn around and do it again. 
And it was like, it was like five. That was when Yancey almost died, right? Yeah, actually, I remember that. That was my first day. That was my freshman year, my first day. Really? First workout. And I Yeah, my roommate almost died from that. Yeah, I remember. um, I, uh, there's no way I could do this every day. After that run, because they, I thought we were going to have to do it every day. And that was, uh, I was way behind. I finished in last. I remember Brooksy actually came back all the way back and ran with me because I was so far behind all the guys. <laughs> oh, I, no, was, uh, I was not a good runner. I was not. No, but you had to, you had to run to survive there. Like we did a lot of running around that time. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it, those were long days. Cause you, we would do like two hour workouts, maybe longer, a lot of running, and then go, go do the two hour practices. Well, and then you still had to go to school. And then you still had to go to school. Yeah. So. No, I, I was, was pretty a tired much. a lot. I had a lot of naps. <laughs> yeah. It was a, uh, it was a little bit much. If you could mix in a 10 minute drooler, you took it every chance you could, right? Like I remember just begging for the season to get there. Let's just stop with these. Just stop with the September month where you have no sticks on the ice and you just skate and work out. Yeah. What was the deal with that? With the no sticks? Did you know that? Did, did, well, no, the rule is, is if you trust your players and you think that they want to be good at hockey and they want to get better, that you can just let them have uh, captain's practices and then they're allowed to go out and run practices just without coaches. But if the coaches want to be on the ice, then you're not allowed pucks or blades. So that's what we did. <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, I don't know what, what the, I don't know if that helped us there, as but... much as maybe practicing with pucks and sticks, but I enough, you know, I, we're not complaining right there. <laughs> Dead. well hey we're just you know what we're just saying it like it is we we're just honestly. airing it out right because yeah, you know what what's happened for me during all this is all the stuff that weighed on my mind i've gotten off my chest i've gotten off my shoulders and i tell you i feel great it's therapy <laughs> it is therapy for you. it is this has been another episode with dr walton <laughs> you know what it's good to get it off the chest though for real it really is it feels good doesn't it we haven't talked since 2006 dad exactly it's true and um yeah and uh, i could i can actually get some th- about the third year that's when i that's when shit really went south for me I, i'll tell you that much okay so. go, go ahead because i'm this is when i'm toiling away in the east coast yeah so we're in third year comes along. I, I had a good start to the year i was things were going pretty good i was feeling pretty good and then we had uh, a road uh, a road matchup versus Nebraska Omaha. So I remember we had this great idea that we were going to come up with this new penalty kill. Where was it the, the same as the team we played the week before? I, I don't know. I, I, Sorry, I, go I, ahead. I, I didn't know. Go ahead. So this was the game plan, and they thought this was like just this. This was genius, and I'm thinking all oh, week in practice, like this is not going to work. We're going to get murdered. I'm thinking all we can practice. So basically what we would do is every time we shoot the puck down the ice, we would stay at our blue line and line up four guys on the blue line. Standing still? Standing still. And they would just come down on us full speed, and we got murdered both games. We just got murdered both you games. You didn't do that. We. I'm telling you, we did that. I'm I'm telling you, like you, you didn't go up to the, the blue line and come back to get some speed and get the gap. There might've been a, a, a minor gap, but for the most, I'll tell you right now, it wasn't past the red line. That's for sure. Because I remember them just chipping it by us every time and just coming right in on me. And we ended up, I think I gave up 12 that weekend in the, in the two games. So it wasn't a good weekend. 
I didn't play that great. I'm not going to say that it was all, uh, mm-hmm. it was all this, uh, this penalty kill idea, but um, that weekend happens. Next weekend, we had one game against Wayne State. And uh, Riley Gale, Gill was the goalie that came in as a freshman. Played a good game, got a shutout. So the next weekend, Brooksy has been in my ear all week going, uh, you, you know, you, you're, you had a good start to the year. Forget that Nebraska weekend. You got a couple NHL teams probably coming to watch you in Ohio State. I'm going fucking beautiful. Finally going to get some momentum because we were, we were underdogs on that team, Wally. There wasn't any uh, – we didn't have any big stars. You know what I mean? We were all underdog – underdog guy so anytime you get some traction you get excited oh yeah yep so you know how the practices go the week before the game I'm starting to get the feeling that I'm not going to play so all week it's building so it's like my I'm getting pissed off more every day so Wednesday so the other kid had just got a shutout but then they say there's NHL teams coming to watch you yeah and and I'm getting the feeling that okay, they're coming. They're coming to watch, and like I said, you get excited because we're, we're underdogs. Anytime someone's coming to watch, it's it's a big thing for us. So I go up to I go up to Jim after the practice, and I go, uh, I don't think am I playing this weekend or not? He goes, you know what? Riley had a big shout in his first game. We're gonna we're gonna ride him. And right away, my temperature just. I, I got uh, I got super pissed. I regret that day. I, I think about that day a lot, and I, I wish I can have that day back. But uh, I because I did not handle it properly. But I uh, I got really pissed, and basically that was the end of my uh, college career for the most part. I think I had a. I ended up. Uh, we we don't need to get get into the story is exactly what happened, but I ended up hurting my shoulder that same day, and uh, I was out for a couple months. Came back, only played a couple more games, and then I just decided that's when, after that year, I decided I got to go. No more of this. And I left, Um, and and that's when I decided to go to Italy. Yeah, so, okay. We don't have to get in the story, but you hurt your shoulder. But, like, that's the thing is, like, the passion hockey guys have for their career and getting an opportunity like that, that you worked your entire life to get to that point, and then they tell you, they're coming and it's like uh. yeah and then I so I was pissed like again I'm not uh, gonna make any excuses I didn't handle the situation like I should have I was way too emo- even my whole hockey career I was a little bit too emotional I used to get up and down way too much you know when things didn't go my way I would get a little bit too pissed if I can rewind I would probably try and be a little bit more not too high not too low exactly because uh yeah good games yeah career. bad games woolen chop brown ale yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> that that day actually ruined my career trying to make it to the NHL for the most part. Um, yeah, that I I mean, I, yeah. So I can understand why you're so mad. Um, yeah. because <clears throat> yeah, there was different things in my time there too that are upsetting. You know, like um. Like, yeah, like my junior let's, year. Let's go wide, though. Let, let's talk about ah. the school because the school is excellent. It's a no, great seriously, it, it has yeah. everything you need there to be, uh, I think, like a top high-end college team. You 100%. have everything you need. And I guess, like, it, it's been proven afterwards that, like, like you can win at Western Michigan. Um, yeah. 
and it's a great school. It's a great city. And um, I'm thankful for everything those coaches did for me. They recruited me. They believed in me. They gave me every opportunity to succeed while I was there. Um, and then there was also tough times, right? Yeah, exactly. So I don't, you know, we don't need to, I think we should put, put Western Michigan behind us for the rest of this combo because. Absolutely. She's in the rear view mirror back. This was the last time we talked. Okay. We had to air it out because we haven't talked since 2006. It's true because you know what, ever since that, ever since that, I don't, I didn't, I haven't really kept contact with any of the boys really. I think they're a little bit pissed off with me for what happened that day and then for leaving. So uh, it's good just to, you know, if any of them listen, you know, it wasn't just me giving up on the team. It was, you know, it was that, that day, it was a tough day for me. One of the yeah. hardest days of my life, probably actually. Well, yeah. And like, because, that's like you shit said, you remember, right? Yeah. Be, like you said, like hockey's at that time, hockey's, hockey's your life, right? When you're trying to make the NHL and. And you're, you're, you're finally getting close. You've dreamed of it your whole life. And then yeah. you have NHL teams and then they bring up that like it's that close and now you're not going to play me because of a freshman that had one good game. I could get it. Like I, I get it. Yep. And like I played two, I played every game except for two before that in my whole two and a quarter years. I mean, right. play me in one more game. Is that but the other play? thing is, is like, if, if they're not going to play, you, don't tell you that there's NHL teams coming either. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's uh, that that's not on the that's not. Good. But I don't think I, I think Brooksy meant well. I don't think he meant. Right. It. No, he wants to get you excited and he wants yeah. you to get ready to, to prepare for the week. And yeah, when he was telling me, he probably was assuming I was playing anyway. So I'm not going to blame yeah. it on that. No, and I understand that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so, so yeah, so I, I just apologize to all the boys for that. So I well, no, and I think I, you know what, like when you talk about it this long after, and like people don't understand other people's situations and like what's said to them and what goes on, and like everybody has a different experience in different teams because of their relationship with the coaches, with the players, with everybody, and then like it's all affected, and like I mean, I don't know, so like sometimes it's like when it's an unhealthy situation like i mean like i didn't know that story you just told me you know what did i tell you the one where you were driving to the awards i didn't know that story right well you weren't in the car with chewy and i I bet you he remembers it because it was the most awkward car ride of my life because i was so angry i could have karate chopped him in the throat while he was sitting in the passenger seat and um I'm like, look at like, I just was up for the Hobie Baker and you're saying I'm the reason we lost. And I'm like, you know what? And then I decided to go back there instead of leave. Right. And it's like, yeah. And then the next year didn't go any better. Right. So there you go. Moving on. We're so gone. We're out of there. Moving on. Anyways. um yeah, I decided to go to Italy, and the, the crazy thing about that is... Question. So, yeah. you already left school before you have any deal? Yeah, I was. I already made a decision that I was... So, I didn't... Tough how the timing was. I can't really remember it 100%. But I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I was... Uh, I This team in Italy, Asiago, they, they wanted me there. So, it was kind of, do I... It, I had do, you already, do you already have your Italian passport at that point? Yeah, I had it already. So, okay. Um, yeah. So, anyways, you go there, and it looked to me like, um, 
Yeah, like now that I've been to Italy, and like I said this to your brother too, like when I'm from Elmira, and like we've said, I never left home. I I knew Mennonites, I knew Elmira, I knew our area, and then you know my roommates are kind of all small town boys too, somewhat. And then, like, I didn't know Italians. I didn't know different cultures. I didn't know different people until I got out in the world and, like, saw it, right? And, like, I didn't get your brother. I didn't get you and, like, the way you guys are wired. But, like, now that I've been to Italy, now that I've seen it, like, and I could just see how you go there and just, I don't know, kind of feel at home. But, like, you're having fun again. Hockey's fun again like you enjoy it you're you you know you're one of the boys and you feel at home and when you when hockey's like that you play so much better it's true but not so fast Wally because that first year was actually a really tough year I saw you guys were up for relegation eh yeah so we um that was actually really tough here so actually I committed to this team and right before the season they actually almost folded so that would really, and then they're winning the championship three years later. Yeah, so we almost folded, and that would have left me in a really bad spot because then where do I go after that, right? Because I already because all the starting jobs are pretty well taken, and I'm not going back to Western Michigan because I already told them I'm gone. Yeah. So I'm at that. So now it's getting towards the end of the end of August, and they're saying that there there might not be a seat. They might uh, fold because they've they've been te- they were terrible for so many years before. So they found they found a new sponsor, got the thing going, and uh, we we had a bad team. We were not good. We were, <laughs> I I could probably had some seventy shot, seventy shot games for sure. But uh, that was a tough year because first game of the season, um, one of my uh, my teammate had a heart attack and died on the ice. First game of the season, Darcy Robinson. So that was uh, what. Yeah, that was my first pro game. Uh, so that was tough. That was really tough. You know, I was, I've only, I only met him for, I was there for maybe three weeks. And on the ice? Three, four weeks. Yeah, right on the ice. That was, uh, that was a really tough one. That one hit us hard. And uh, first pro game, again, moving, uh, moving across, uh, across yeah. the ocean, new country. And uh, that new, was New everything, right? Yeah. yeah. That was tough. And uh, they canceled a couple games, but our very first, we had a, the, they rescheduled the game like a week later. Maybe a, maybe it was two weeks anyway. And uh, we redid the game and uh, we get spanked because our team is just not Mon- just mine. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, uh, we're not there on the ice. We end up losing. I think the score was nine, nothing. And I remember after that game, I was, uh, I think I had a bit of a meltdown in my, like in my room by myself. Like what the heck I was playing. We zero fans. You know what I mean? I was playing in, the, you know, lost in lunatics the year before. Yeah. And and now you're in Italy and you're losing nine, nothing. And there's nine no nothing. fans. And you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. It was, uh, so, you know, while we battled adults, I had a great roommate, one of my good friends now, Nick Blastino, he's actually still playing in, uh, in Italy right now, but I think it's in the Austrian league. He's playing in Bolzano. So uh, we, we kept each other, you know, going the whole year. He's probably one of my, my best friends now. What's the name? Nick Plastino. Where's he from? Do you know? He's from Sault Ste. Marie. Okay. Yeah, he, played, he came over from the Barry Colts. Uh, so, yeah, that year we were bad. We, I think we ended up winning six games, something like that. 
we were a bad team. We are up for relegation. But the funny thing with the relegation, I don't think it was actually relegation. Because even if we lost, I think we still – I don't remember. But yeah, anyway, those time, those things could happen over there. It's like if, yeah. if if nobody's willing to come up, you're just playing for fun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So second year, we were, bet, we were a bit better. Still, I think we finished towards the bottom of the standings, but we were a bit better. So we were starting to build momentum. Our young Italian kids, because the year before, most of our Italian kids were young. How many imports in that league? I think at the time we had uh, three lines of imports. So really? it, was a very, it was it was a pretty good league. Like it was all guys from the from the A, East Coast, a couple of guys that played in the NHL a little bit. So it was uh, it was a pretty good league. Like yeah. I would put it some probably comparable to maybe the East Coast in between the East Coast and the AHL. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, but it was a, it was a pretty good league. So second year we were a bit better, um, and then the third year is when we got really good. Yeah. So what ha- what. I know you come into your own, but like you also got to get feeling more comfortable living in Italy, moving 100%. away. And like, you've been there for two years. Cause like, I know for me, the first year in Germany, like if I would have felt more comfortable and everything wouldn't have been so new and weird, then like, I probably could have played better if I was just focusing on that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so I would, yeah, you're right. I was getting a little bit more comfortable. Uh, I love the town. The people love me. So it was like, I could I, do no wrong there, basically. So I, I was in a I've heard this, and this yeah. is even when you're in relegation, and then the next year you're not that good, and they still loved you. Oh yeah, yeah, because you it know didn't what? just I, start year three. What's that? It didn't just the love didn't just start year three. No, no, it was it was right from the start because even when uh, we, we were bad, like I would, I would keep I would keep us in games pretty good. Like I was, you were doing well. Yeah, I was playing. I was playing pretty good. So they were. Uh, you know, they were, they, they love me. I, I don't know. I don't want to brag about myself. No, but, no, but like it's a podcast and not yeah. your brother's touched on a little bit with me on his pod and like he and like, and chatting with him uh, else otherwise. But like, um, he says like you, yeah, like they loved you. Uh, there's yeah, a story I'm... we'll get to, but sounds like when you win, um, it's called the Scoot. Scudetto is that what it's called? Yeah, Scudetto, yeah. Scudetto is the trophy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rumor has it like four thousand fans raced the ice or marched onto the ice and started ripping off your equipment and clothing. Equipment. What everything? Rip. They were stealing everything off me. My jersey. You'd like to I, take it jersey. home to keep it because they. Yeah, won. my jersey was gone. I lost some. Some of my equipment was gone, and the, the whole ice was just completely filled with people, and it was it was pandemonium because it went from like. Literally the first two years we would skate out onto the ice for warmups and there would not be one person in the entire rink to, to just to, to then, winning the whole thing, to winning the whole thing. And the barn was, there was people sitting in the stairwells, like, and it was loud. I'm going to say it was probably louder than Lawson, to be honest with you. It well, was, win, winning changes everything. Right. And it's yeah. no different. Like for me playing senior A with the Ripley Wolves, the first night I ever went out there, there's three people in the crowd and I'm like, what am I doing here? What am I doing? Like, why am I out here? And then two years later, you're in the finals and there's, and, a, and there's buses going on road trips and there's lineups around the arena and it's winning changes everything, right? Yeah, it does. And then they, they, they kicked another gear too in the playoffs. Cause even in the regular season, when we were good, like it wasn't like there was nobody in the rink, but it wasn't like it wasn't the playoffs. Well, not, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, um, then, no, but like, um, 
Yeah, like regular season isn't as exciting as playoffs. Like if I was a, like just a hockey fan, I'd rather watch playoffs. Too. Yeah, hundred percent. But like when you when you're in Sweden, it was packed every game, whether it was playoffs or or. And that's just the yeah the level of hockey and the following. But like yeah, those teams you you play on that like when you win they're there. If you don't win, they're not there. Yeah, man, they're two different lives. Yeah, exactly. Did you play any games in uh, any teams in Italy or no? I only played um, again. I played a game against Ritten Renone. I know that with Beatingheim in Beatingheim back oh. around then. So it wasn't in Italy. You didn't play any games in Italy. I never did play in Italy. No, there's I only special, I vacationed there. There's some yeah. It's a beautiful place to go to, but there's some uh, special rinks in that in that league. I remember my first year, we're playing in uh, in Milan. And again, it, it, Milan used to get more fans. They, they had a decent rank. They would probably get 1,500 a game. And then there was like the 150 of lunatics behind me. And uh, I remember they're counting down in Italian, but it was like they were counting down from like a high number. It was like 30. It wasn't like they went five. It was like And you 30. speak Italian. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not that bad. And at the time I was, I was better. Now I'm. I, You're losing I, it. Yeah. I've lost it pretty much. So. Um, we're in Milan and all of a sudden they get down, they get to zero and I just get pelted with a bucket of water drenched all over me. My crease looked, it looked like it was just Zamboni, like drenched. They threw a bucket of water over the, cause they, the stands was kind of higher up. Oh, and over up. top. Yeah. It was kind of like halfway up the glass so they can get like a bucket of water and kind of chuck it up and chuck it drenched me. So there's that. Then there's another uh, rink. Uh, Brunico plays out of this rink. And the fans used to smoke in the rink. And then they used to blow the smoke through the crack of the... Of, uh, in between the panes of glass. And, yeah, right at me. So I'd be smelling cigarettes, smoke the whole game. It was just... A, it was different. But it, uh, the, for me, that that's hockey. Like, that's yeah. the shit. That, like, it's like slap shot. I like that shit. And I, I think care. it's awesome. I don't care who you are. Oh, you know, no, that stuff doesn't bother me. When I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone. Fuck that. I can smell cigarette smoke when it's getting low. <laughs> it's right hard now. to focus when yeah. you don't like when you don't smoke. <laughs> exactly. When you're drenched with water. If I could smell water, it, I that's all yeah. I would be able to smell. But it's weird though, too, right? When you get into a game, sometimes, you know, you, you like that stuff is happening, but you're also so into what you're doing, right? Yeah, you're into it, but I could still like the guy's blowing cigarettes. Yeah, you still know smoke. what's happening. Yeah, it's it's bothering me. You know? Oh yeah, I'm not a smoker. It's bothering me. I'm yeah, not gonna but lie. you're not you're not you're to pretend it's not. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not going to give them the satisfaction, right? Yeah. So there's some special rinks, and there's some really cold rinks in Italy. So that was uh, that was different. Um, so you were in Asiago, and that is a uh, that's so the one guy that's came up before our he's a Cardiff devil, which is one of my ties it was Lane Ulmer. You played with a, eh? he was there a long time and won a bunch. eh? very long time. Yeah. I think uh, he was with us both of our championships and then they ended up winning more championships after I left too. But uh, Lane, so, so I can't, yeah, sorry not to cut off about Lane, but like, so when you're in Italy from year one, year two, do you guys get different sponsors or, like, does anything change between year three? Like, then all of a sudden you guys are rocking and rolling? Well, I think at that point, I think we might have picked up a couple sponsors, but it was mostly that one sponsor that picked us up when we almost folded. And then just we just kind of turned it around. Yeah. Right. Because, and then what happened too is a lot of, uh, 
a lot of our young Italian players that are actually pretty good players started getting older. Yeah. And they started getting some experience too. And then they kind of came into their own and it was just, and it was a combination between that and then bringing in some really good imports. And then we just dominated. We were, we were sick. We were a sick team. And even at that start of the third year, we were good, but it wasn't like, as the year went, we just got better and better. We picked up my brother towards the end of the season. He came over from Germany and then that just added, uh, the, that was the finishing, uh, the finishing, finishing punch. Yeah. yeah, that's all you guys needed. Then you're over the top. And I got written down here in the playoffs. You had a 1.92 goals against and a 936 save percentage. That's not too bad, eh? Did you? Is there a con Smythe in that league? Did you win anything? Yeah, I think I actually won uh, after the third year. I won player of the year. Yeah, I, was, I would yeah, think so. Because so. yeah. what I wrote down here is that's a career-changing season. It was. And then after that first championship is when I played my first world championship. Cause then I've had my two years in Italy and I, I got to play on the national team. And then I, played so do you with, have to play two years in Italy to then be allowed to play on it? Yeah. So I don't know how, what the rule is now. I, I'm out of touch over there, but uh, at the time you had to play two years in Italy. And then you have, if you had your passport, you played two years, you were considered uh, an Italian. But when you play in the world championships, do you not play for free? uh you, you it's free pretty much you're not making they give you like per diem pretty much basically. Yeah. yeah no and that's what a lot of like it's it's a awesome feather in the cap and like it's incredible you got to do that yeah at that um, point you're not money's the last thing but money's mind. not what you're yeah. get, doing it for right it's exactly. it's for the for like yeah to get to do it right yeah exactly um, now that's pretty cool you got to do that um so yeah that year changes your career and um so making team italy like how do you find out and then like is there tryouts or do they just say like you're on the team and then how do you become the starter because did you not start yeah so actually i think they have uh, so throughout the season they have camps so whenever there's the national team breaks you didn't get that no, I, I went to, I would go to the national team for our, for our mini camps. And then usually we would go play a mini tournament somewhere. Uh, so there was those camps that were basically like tryouts for the world championships. So, so it, they were, those were competitive camps too. And actually very similar to Western Michigan kind of camps. Like they were, uh, I, we would do two a days before the world championships. We would do two a days right up until the week before, <sighs> which is, yeah, I know. <laughs> Man, Europeans with the, the fitness and everything, like, yeah. I know I'm not one to preach, that we all know that. Like, it's the but end of the sometimes season. sometimes you it, should feel fresh for the game. Yeah, it, it's the end of the season. Is it really necessary to be – everybody's in shape. You know, we just we, play the full season. Some Is it us, really yeah. <laughs> really necessary to play uh, – to do two days? So, but, uh, yeah, basically, uh, I was going to the camps throughout the year, and then uh, – Actually, the first game was against Canada in the World Championships. That was in Germany, actually. I thought you guys were in the the lower division. No, my first one was in the in the upper division. The, okay, the in the division. top. Because the year before they had won the the second division to move up. Okay. So my first my first one my first World Championships was the one in Germany. So and who's the goalie were, that won it the year before? Uh, it was. Um, like, is he still around? think he was still around yeah he was still around he was and you took his job even after winning the gold that's pretty good 
Yeah, so he started the first game. Actually, he was the third goalie. The goalie that won it the year before ended up being the third goalie. Mm. So the second goalie, or the other goalie, he started the first game against Canada, and he got yanked after the second period. And then I came in and had a really good third period. It was. Uh, I think I was watching it, actually. Yeah, I had a pretty good third period. And uh, then I ended up playing the next game. I ended up getting player of the game against Switzerland. I think we ended up losing uh, two or three to nothing, but I, I ended up with like 55 saves or something. Do you know how cool it is for me when I'm sitting at home and I watch the world championships and I'm like, Danny's so like, in the world championships. Yeah. Like I know him like, so and then I watch you play Canada and like, I, like if anybody thinks I'm cheering for Canada, you're so wrong because <laughs> like literally I'm like, I would, this would be the best thing ever if he stops 98 shots and they win one, nothing. That would be that's the coolest thing. Wally, that, that makes me feel good, buddy. That's well, good. no, like, and that's, uh, that is like when I watch hockey, I don't, it's hard for me to really care what team wins. Right. I'm, I'm watching people play <laughs> exactly the same for me now pretty much too when i'm watching if i'm watching a guy that i used to play with or something i'm cheering for him you know what i mean yeah it, yeah it's it just i like watching how everybody plays uh, but anyways okay yeah, that was a that was a sick world championships actually germany did a great job that they put on a good where'd you go in germany where was it so our for all of our games were in Mannheim, except for our last one ended up being in um not berlin um cologne Okay. Yeah, no, I've been to the Mannheim Arena. It's a sweet place, isn't it? Yeah, what, a, what a facility. It, yeah, and it was every game was almost packed, so it was it was good. It was yeah. good. So we ended up getting relegated. Well, uh, so for the goalie that's you know hurting his shoulder at Western Michigan, leaving after his junior year, giving up the scholarship, doesn't have a deal in Italy yet, and now you're playing in the world championships three years later playing against Canada eh? that but and then like like I'm watching it and I'm like holy shit like this is awesome like look at what he's done and like that that doesn't happen for many people right the way it all went yeah I mean uh and that was the, the playing in the world championships is actually what gave me the the ability to move up and go to Sweden later on because then we ended up winning another uh championship the following year and then the, the second, uh, then we, the next year we played in the, the world championships, uh, the second tier, because we got relegated the year before. And that one was in Budapest, Hungary. And that one was, that was also sick because we ended up beating them in, uh, in overtime. You beat Hungary that. to win it, to win gold? In their rank, 15,000 fans. And I remember they were handing out packets of gum before the game. And after we scored in overtime, the fans were so pissed. They threw all these packs. There was like, 15,000 packs of gum on the ice. We were just getting pelted from everywhere. Actually, if you go on YouTube, you could probably see all the, the gum on the ice. That's crazy. Yeah, that was, uh, we ended up beating them in overtime to go back to the, the top world championships the, the next year. But before, so Budapest is like, um, it's the porn capital of Europe. It's like the, the, the porn capital? The porn capital of Europe. Is that so, right? I don't, know, I don't know if you know a guy named Rocco Sofredi. Nope. He's he's oh, and he he's just pro- went. Hold on, one sec. Ah, Thrasher, Belgian whip here. Knee <laughs> just popped. Okay, go ahead. Throw some ice on that thing, Wally. I had some on earlier. She's she's yeah. It's so, just got to deal with it for a second. Rocco Sofredi, Italian porn star. Okay. 
He's probably the most popular porn star in Europe. He's so, Italian? He's Italian, but he lives in Budapest because that's where all the action is. <laughs> so, uh, one of the guys on our team knows knew his agent. So we're on the way there on the bus. The porn star's agent? Yeah. They're, or his uh, PR like PR manager or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. no, his, go okay, ca- carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. The guy, the guy on our team uh, calls the agent and says, listen, we're coming there to play the, the world championships. We want to meet this guy. And the guy goes, okay, let me ask him. So he hangs up the phone. He calls the guy and he agrees to meet us for dinner. This is the porn star, the, the biggest porn, porn. Porn star in, in Europe, like you. That, so when I go to the World Championships, that's not really my first phone call. Is no, to uh, see male <laughs> porn stars, but you guys do you. Italy, yeah. you guys do you. If that's yeah, what you guys are into, while. you do it. This guy's the this guy's the boss. So we he ends up agreeing. So we're we go meet this unreal Italian restaurant in Budapest. We're waiting there for like an hour and a half. He's he's not coming. So finally, he shows up. He walks through the doors, and he, he kind of like opens the doors like this, and our whole team kind of looks at him. He throws his arm in the in the air, his arms in the air, and he goes, "Sorry, boys, sorry, I was late. I was at work." And he and then all the all the boys just start going, "Ah!" So and uh, he had dinner with us, and he was a great guy, and it was it was awesome. It was uh, anyway. That was. Uh, that so was you met fun. the biggest porn star in Europe, in Hungary, and this yeah. is before you in the championship? This was like the, the first day we got there. <laughs> um, so what happens after you guys win gold? Are you uh, are you a little more seasoned now from your U-club days where you couldn't, got- really, you couldn't really drink a beer? Like, you win the gold medal in Budapest. If you don't floor it, I'm going to karate chop you through the computer screen. <laughs> No, we did. This is it, by the way. I keep Look it right that. That's like a that. gold medal, world championship yeah. gold medal, folks. Yeah. I haven't so, seen one of those on the pod yet. <laughs> Bouncy's got one. By the way, I better bring this up now is you and Ben Bounds, the other goalie from the UK who brought the UK from the third division to the second division to the first division. And I now I see, story. now I see him on TSN yeah. and I saw you on TSN and I'm like, Jesus, all these guys, like it's I incredible. Know the UK's come a long way in hockey. It big really time. has big time. The yeah. whole league has the. It's not just the imports; it's the British players too. Yeah, I mean that that uh, that year I can't remember who they beat, but they beat a big team to to stay up. I think in the World Championships, didn't they? A couple years ago, well, when they scored the overtime winner against France to move That's up, right. it was it was it was a wild one. Yeah. That's right. I remember that. I was watching it. So. Well, and when you know all the boys too, right? It's a little yeah. different watching the game. It's not like. Like and that's why, like I, I cheer for my friends when they're playing. Well, like you know, they're playing I was Canada. Game, I was cheering for them too. So, and I yeah. don't even know any of the guys, but that was a great story. They, the UK's come a long way. Yeah. No, you're so, right. Where are we? So uh, we ended up winning the winning the gold. Oh uh, no! We, well, we went out. We went out, Wally. Yeah. Okay. Out. So you did go out. We had a great time. We went to this club, and it was sick. It, the music was unreal. There was hot and you get the music. whole team together, and yeah. you got gold medals, and you're just feeling life. Oh yeah, we're going nuts. There's hot tubs in this place. There's people taking their clothes off in the hot tubs. There's 
girls dancing all over. It was it was wild. It was the sickest place I ever been to. And this life. is not long after you had just won the championship in Asiago, which we can't skip over. Yeah. So but- you're just winning shit, and you went from popping out your shoulder, whatever you did, and you're leaving to now winning gold, winning the Italian league. Your confidence has to be up at this point, and you got to oh, yeah. be feeling pretty good and enjoying life, eh? Yeah. So I'm at this point, like, I'm still trying to find a way. How can I somehow still make it to the NHL? That's exactly what's going through my mind this whole Because time. you're like, I'm finally proving what I can do. Exactly. Um, before so- we get into that, though, is um, DJing at the Man Gorillo. Um, <laughs> Man Gorilla. <laughs> nightclub in italy i i heard that uh, can you dj do you know how to do that how do you do that i don't know how to dj i was just up there doing whatever it was it wasn't like i was the dj i just went up there with the dj and I, he was letting me do shit for like 10 minutes it wasn't like i'm well rumor I'm has it you had the whole place just to buzz that night oh i did it was good with yeah, the I... beats you were dropping <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that was uh yeah that was uh, after winning the Italian championship, I mean, we went, we went nuts for about a week. It was like, I don't think we slept for a week. It so was, in the steel business, has anybody asked you to DJ lately? No, nobody. No. no. Sign an autograph? It's not that guy. It's not that excited. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's ripped your clothes off at work lately, your equipment? No. no, I haven't had that yet. We'll see. Isn't it weird how life changes so drastically as soon as you just stop doing it? Yeah, it's, you know what? It's, a, it's an adjustment because you're... You go from I don't want to see I want to, I don't want to say you you go from but you go from being like you go from being the man to now all of a sudden just like uh, just another guy you know what I mean Well, and, not even that you're like so confused of where you fit and what you do and what like what your purpose is and yeah, yeah like you lose your identity I a, right I had a couple tough years after I stopped playing. Well, and that's what confused me was because to me, you were 30 years old and just in the Swedish elite league and in the world championships. And I'm like, but now, you know, with the family business, if you're going to get into it, if you're not doing it by 30, she's getting yeah. pretty late. And that's exactly it. Right. So that's exactly why I decided. to. I think uh, you made the right decision by the sounds yeah. of things so far. Yeah, it was uh, for me. I knew it was time. I knew it was time, even though I was, I was playing good. Even the year before when I was in Timra, which was also in the Swedish Elite League, I was playing some good hockey there too. And actually that was a battle. That was a test because the other goalie on the team was also a very good Swedish goalie. So we just battled the whole year. Oh, and I, yeah. So let's get into that. Well, no, we're not done yet. Yeah, we're not done yet. We, you, 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 so you win year three, you then win gold with Italy. And then year four, you do basically the same thing. You completely dominate the Italy League. You guys win the championship again, and you play for Italy now in Group A. So the stats look a little different, but you're playing different competition, and you're not expected, right? Like, you had another incredible year. And, like, talk about the experiences you're having from, like, you really did well, sir. Yeah, it was was good. And then the second championship was another big championship, and that one was a little bit tougher. I think we were actually – I think we might have had a better team the year before, but uh, and then you're moving up to the A division with a team not as good. Yeah. So, um, are you talking about the World Championships? Or are you talking? I don't about- know. I don't even know where we're at anymore. Yeah. No. So I'm I'm talking about our second championship with Italy. 
Okay, here we go. Yeah. Asiago, your team's so, not quite as good. We're, yeah, I think we were, we were, we had an easier time the year before. Let's just put it that way. Because the next year we ended up, uh, I think we were down three games to one in two series, and we came back in both of them and, and came back and won them. So, yeah, actually, that, that's fun. Here we got another story, Wally. You're going to like this one. So we're uh, game six playing in Brunicole, you know, the, the arena where they blow this. this yeah. Last. So we're, uh, we get, we get pummeled and they had two Finnish goalies. One was the starter and the other one was the backup. The problem is when they beat us in game six to go up three games to two, they dressed both goalies and you're only allowed to dress one import goalie. So what ended up happening is they that guy f- was chirping me the whole game from the bench, ripping me trying to get me off my game. So he was ripping me the whole game. And him being on the bench actually ended up costing them because they took the win away from him because they dressed two. And we ended up being uh, winning that game. So we were up three games to two when we should have been down three games to two. They took the game away from them because they dressed an illegal player. And that's the same guy that was chirping you. That's just karma, isn't it? Yes, he, he was chirping me the whole game. And I was getting into it with him a little bit. So then we ended up going and we ended up beating them in, uh, in our ranking, I think triple overtime to win the championship. And then again, it was the, everybody jumped on the ice. It was the same kind of thing. Same so kind of. It wasn't an easy win then if you're triple overtime and you're going through all that, like when you win those championships and you really got to dig deep. Oh yeah. God, just popped again. God damn it. Yeah. Um, no, that, that, that makes it more right. special, right? Yeah. We had to dig deep. So we were down, I think three games to one in two different series. So or at the, yeah, two games. We were down quite a bit. Uh, we came back in the series both times and uh, we ended up pulling that one off. And then uh, after that season, actually, uh, then I decided to go to the Swedish Second League. Yeah, so um, I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to yeah. finish off with your career and then we'll do the Italy stuff after. Yeah. All okay. Right. Yeah. So you guys win it again, two years in a row. You dominate the league. And then you do get a chance in the Alsvenskan League. So how yeah. does that happen? Do you have an agent or are you doing this yourself? No, no, I have an agent at this point. Pretty, pretty good agent, uh, Derek McCann. Uh, he's out of Montreal and he's got a, he's got a lot of good players. So he ended up helping me. He, he told me it's going to be tough to get in the Swedish uh, Elite League from Italy. So you're probably going to have to go to the second league. So I said, no problem. Let's go. So I ended up actually taking less money than I was making in Italy to go play in the, in the Swedish second league. Just for the opportunity to show what you could do and get in front of them. Yeah. So it was, um, I took less money, uh, went to, uh, a team that was finished in last again the year before. So it wasn't like I was going to a top team. So again, I had to deal with, you know, maybe going to a team that wasn't going to be as successful, but I figure, you know what, if I can go in there, keep them in games, you never know. Let's see what happens. And this team was called Bofors? Bofors. They're called, uh, yeah, at the time they were called Bofors. They changed their name halfway through that year, but uh, Bofors. And uh, uh, we uh, we went, the the team went from last place and we ended up uh, playing in the playoffs to get into the Swedish Elite League. We didn't quite get the job done, but. So what's that, the top four teams? So top four play the bottom four. Or no, top four play the bottom two. Right, and then, and the then top two teams stay the go to the Swedish yeah. Elite League. Yeah, so we ended you up. You were going in that, there, that from was, last place. 
Yeah, and that was another small town, but great, uh, great town. I absolutely loved it there. It was. Uh, What's the, the town guys... called? Is it Bogra? Beauforce? What's it called? No, that, it's called uh, Karlskoga. Oh, that's what that's that's the town. That's the, what's named now. Now it's called that. Yeah. So they changed the name to the actual what the town is. So that was a that was a great place to play. Great fans. My teammates. Uh, Isn't it crazy what success can do though? Like when you take a team from last place to the top four, and then you get to play in front of those Swedish elite league teams that are trying to stay up. But then there's also the scouts that are going to be like, well, why are these teams here? Why are they playing in this? Like, why are they good? And then they see you who've won two championships in Italy. You go to a last place team, bring them to there. Then it's, it's pretty easy, right? To see what you need. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. It was, uh, it was a great year. And um, again, playing, then I went to the world championships again. And then I actually got signed by a Swedish elite league team, which was uh, Timra. That's a pretty crazy day for you, eh? Yeah. So it was. Did you uh, feel pretty good about yourself the day you signed that? That was uh, that was a great feeling because I'd feel of, good like, about myself that day. I would say probably the Swedish Elite League is pretty high up there. It's yeah. obviously not the NHL, but it's it's top it's top five. Like, yeah, I, I would what, probably say I would probably say top three. Well, I would I would agree. I yeah. I mean. I yeah, I would agree, but there's Finland and there's the KHL, right? Which are there's... Pretty, they're KHL and Finland and and uh in Sweden, they're all they're all right there. You're right. So it's top five. It's yeah, I yeah. no, I yeah, and like it is it's high end, but one thing I thought is that they didn't have that many imports, but then the last guest we had on, Larry Huris, said when he was the coach there, he was the first North American coach in Sweden. He or in 25 years, he brought in a whole bunch of imports. So I did not realize it's unlimited imports. It's the best team you can assemble, assemble exactly. it, right? Exactly. And the Swedish players are good, Wally. It's not, if you're an import. I know you're that. Not, you're not going in there and just getting handed a top two line spot, like in some of the, some of the other the leagues, other leagues the imports Europe, are going yeah. to play, right? Yeah. The, and like I said, I the other goalie there, they were bringing me in not to just be the starter. Like okay, you're battling, it's it's go time every whoever's, day. Yeah, whoever's going to stop more pucks is the guy that's going to play. So we actually ended up battling the whole year. Uh, he was he was this guy was a very good goalie. I have to I'd have to say this guy was very. It was a battle, and that actually made me a very good goalie in a in a different kind of way mentally because I had to. It was a constant battle where at Western Michigan, I knew I was playing every weekend. Italy, I knew I was playing every game. Carl Skolga, I knew I was playing every game. And now it was a different kind of. Uh, uh, yeah. It was different. Different practices, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So you're. Because usually the starting goalie, like, I don't know what it's like for you, but starting goalies, some of them, when they knew they're playing, they would just get what they need. Right. And you're like why did you just let in the last five shots? And they're like, oh, I was just getting what I needed. And I'm like, what the, what are you talking about? Then you'd play with the goalie. That's so competitive. He doesn't want to let in a shot. Right. Yeah. And like the, every goalie is so different. I'm not going to get into it, but like, how does it, does it not change your practices that you were way more intense every day than you would have been as just a, you're the starter and you don't have to deal with that shit. Not, yeah. Not that I didn't. I, I, I would try and go hard every practice. That was just me. I would, try to work as hard as I could, but when, uh, it, it, now you're now the, pre the practices are pressure now too, because if you go in there and you're getting fucking lit up in practice, you're not playing. 
Right. <laughs> even if you even if you played good the game before, you know what I mean. So we ended up battling. Uh, towards the end of the year, I started kind of edging out, kind of edging ahead. And I was, you know, that picture that we were talking about on the text the other day. Yeah, yeah, where I said that your uh, your glove was open. <laughs> yeah, that was the turning point that game. <laughs> no, I, it was the picture where the guy's coming out of a breakaway and it looks like he's about to shoot. And I'm like, because I always look tie glove. And I was like, it was probably shots, I think, that. That I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty stuff. sure that guy looked like he was about to go five hole. What a plug! Yeah. No, I, I did. I probably did give it to him, but <laughs> that game was actually a, a turning point in the season because he was uh, the other goalie was supposed to start that game, and he was a little bit sick. But whatever, nobody knows is I was actually very sick too, so I was very sick. So he was supposed to play, and then like an hour before the game, he said, "You know what? I'm not. Uh, I can't play." And I was feeling really sick too. We were both sick at the same time. And I'm just like, okay, this is a beautiful opportunity. I'm going to try and battle this one out. And uh, I ended up going in that game. And I think I stopped. Uh, we ended up winning two one in shootouts. I think I had like 50 shots. And then from there on, I just, I took over the rest of the year. So and that's, that was actually. It's the same as players then, because like those opportunities where like your wrist is a little banged up, your legs a little banged up, but like, if you really tell them all about it, you're probably not going to play or they're going to tell you you're not playing as big of a role. But if you just bear down and don't tell anybody and just act like it's normal, you're going to get those opportunities. And there's certain people that will do that. And then there's certain people that will be like, oh, no, I, I can't go in today. <laughs> yeah. So that was a big game because then actually the team we were playing against was uh, Lulia. They ended up signing me a couple of days after that game for the next season, which was my last, eventually my last year. But so you that play was, that game, you play that good in front of them. And that's how Europe can work, right? Like when they see a goalie and they're like, we need this guy, it can happen just like that. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what happened there. And uh, yeah, I don't know how much more you want to get into with, with the hockey, but. Well, you know what the, uh, what I want to get into then is Swedish food. Um, what is that? What is it? What, is it meatballs like Ikea is trying to sell me or what, what are they eating in Sweden? You know what? They're eating a lot of meats with, uh, with gravies and potatoes. That's a big meal. We had, uh, that was a big pregame meal on the road. Um, like mashed potatoes or just, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, just like, potatoes. Like, almost just like boiled tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. But not even mashed. It was just kind of like big tomato meat, boiled. Meat potatoes and a veg and yeah a lot of gravies cranberry sauces that kind of stuff oh. you know it wasn't my favorite but it got the job done Can't okay complain. no i just didn't really know what swedish food was Doesn't... yeah they, they got the swedish meatballs too like you would see at ikea, at ikea for sure well maybe that's just ikea doing that right like i don't know if that's the country no right? no they the swedish meatballs are big too okay yeah okay that was just random question for me because i love food um What's the cities of Timra like and Lulea? Okay, so uh, Sweden, uh, it gets it's dark in the in the winter time. It's dark. It's all the time. Like I said, you're going to sleep. You, you're uh, especially in Lulea. It was because we were way up in the Arctic Circle. So and those abbots had to live there for that long. Yeah, but you know what? It's a great, it's a great place. Oh, if you're come on, give me something that, like, 
they beat us and then they go there and play in the Swedish Elite League. Well, and they're, all that. they're outdoor guys too, right? They're they're very outdoorsy, so that that place fits right into them. It's like cottage country, basically. All right, fair enough. But that's a it was a great spot because I got to see the the Northern Lights there, which was a pretty cool seeing them. Probably I saw the Northern Lights. You would probably see it once a week, which was cool. Yeah, because uh, we were so way up there. And uh, but man, did, in the when I first got there in July. Um, or actually probably at the end of June, it was, it was light always. The sun never went down. The sun would literally just kind of creep down for about half an hour and then bang right back up. So you're sleeping in your room and it's like, unless you have the blackout shutters, it's blackout shutters you need, but then my shutters in Italy were top notch. Oh man, those shutters, when they can have those in Europe and like, you don't know what time of day it is. You could wake up at noon and it, it is as dark as the middle of the night. You have no clue what's up or down. And that that's when sometimes you can't find the toilet as properly as you're supposed to, right? <laughs> yeah, you guys probably had the same kind of shutters in Germany, probably. Oh, you couldn't see a thing. And like, oh. how am I, Yeah. with my those, background, able to find yeah. the toilet every yeah. time, right? Yeah. No, Not possible. Yeah. So you need those shutters, but then in the winter time, soon as the end of September comes, it just does a complete 360, and then and it was just dark. darkness. We go into the rink; it would be dark. When we were in doing, when we were practicing, it would kind of get light. Same thing; the sun would uh, sun would pop up, like just kind of do one of these for a couple hours, and then bang right back down. So That's... by 12:30, it was it was pitch black dark. That's... Uh, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's like doing a podcast for this long when I first started, it was dark when I do them. Then it was summer and it was light out. And now it's back to being dark again when we start these, you know, it's. Yes. Um, but there were great towns, great people. Um, again, just what got to me a little bit is just being there by myself a little bit, not really having the imports to, to kind of hang around with and uh, kill time. So. But yeah, Sweden was a great country. Great country. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, now, I don't know what else I got other than the rest of your times with Italy then. So um, you make the team your third year with Asiago, your fourth year. But you were their starter for what, five years? Four. Four years? And like, years. so that like through Sweden and everything, like you're the starter of Team Italy. You're the best goalie that they like and like you look at like tsn and they're picking out like who's going to be on team canada for this or that and you're like like you got to do that for a country right yeah it was great actually one of the one of the, the last goals i ever got scored on was by yammer yager really you got scored yeah. on by yammer yager that guy's a legend wool and chop yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i had him the whole game uh I remember him. He was on a line with uh, Yuri Hudler and another guy. I can't remember, but uh, sounds like a line of legends. Yeah, they were uh, they were up one nothing pretty much the whole game. He probably had I would say probably six seven shots on me. He was just dominating the game. He had to punt the whole game. Yeah, and uh, finally with like four minutes left, kind of beat me on the blocker side. And I was uh, at first I was pissed that he scored on me, but then after like a minute went by, I was just kind of thinking. That's kind of cool. This guy's scored on by Yager. Like, you know, one of the last goals I ever got scored on. Probably uh, the fifth or sixth last goal I ever got scored on. So, 
Oh, no, man. It was it was really cool for me to see you play for Italy and then play against all the big dogs. And, like, I mean, you I'll know. Tell you what, it, that, that team, the, the Italian national team is what really gave me uh, – that's what really gave me the bump up to get – to eventually get to Sweden. Well, exactly. And I think that's the exact same thing. Like, I had Ben Bounds on. I think he was episode, like, 18-ish. But, like, yeah. he came on and he said, like, I hope I'm going to do well in, in the World Championships or whatever. And then he has lights-out game against Slovakia. And next thing you know, he signs with one of Slovakia's biggest teams, right? And it's like, the World Championships can change things. And um, the thing is, is if you don't get that stage – and if you don't get to show what you can do, then it's hard to get people's attention just because you're not doing it in North America, right? Yeah, if I was just if I didn't play on the national team and I was just playing in Italy and even still winning championships, I still don't I don't think I get the chance to uh, to go over to Sweden. No, and there's way more eyes on it, right? It's it's yeah. it's it's nationally televised in a lot of countries. There's a lot of people watching that shit. Every every game's on TV, pretty much. And now every game's on TV, even uh, over here in Canada. We're only Canada's games at the time were on uh, on TV over here when I was playing it. Anyways, now every game's on TV. So but, I guess we've been going a while. Yeah. You know, I keep these things keep going longer than I intend. So we got over how you decided to retire. You know, uh, you know, I understand getting homesick and it's dark and you know it could it would be lonely. I always thought like if Lisa wasn't with me all those years. Um, like just sitting there watching TV by myself, I would have gotten very stir crazy, very bored. Um, but like there was someone with me, like through it, right? It's a little different. Yeah. And eventually, I wanted to. I'm 30 years old. I don't even have a girlfriend at this point. You know what I mean? And it's like. And then it's like, yeah, am I gonna keep going back and doing the hamster wheel, or <laughs> yeah, or do I get into real life? Right? I get yeah, exactly. it. Yeah, so that's that was basically the, the it'd be the, a hard decision though, wouldn't it? Like with how good you were at playing goalie. <laughs> yeah, it was a hard decision for sure. Like it if you if you weren't good, then it wouldn't be a very hard decision. You'd just stop. <laughs> yeah. Because it was actually very because I was playing in the Swedish Elite League, I was like, do I really want to uh to leave this? Right. You worked your whole life to get to that point and now you're there and you're like, geez. And just starting like I'm starting to make a little bit of money too. Like that's that started to kick in after, you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, it was it was a decision, that's for sure. Yeah, no, and then you know what? Like, I'm proud of you for what you did. Like what your brother, your older brother says, like you're fully in, you're running it, and the business is doing great. Like, I I mean, you made the right decision, you're doing the right thing. Um cool. yeah. Going back, I feel like I did make the right decision, and the timing was. Yeah, was and some guys good. could drag I mean, her out go, for five years. If I go play years, a couple right? more years, who knows what happens? But. Yeah, but you're still two years behind then in the real world, right? Exactly. So I feel like I I, I called it at the at the right time, even though it was uh, I was just really starting to build some momentum. So. Anyway, it is. Last it is last question. Yeah. Okay. Last one of the night. If you could go back to to any country anywhere and order a meal well are you there yeah yeah what meal you're still there what meal would you order anywhere in the world you're gone are you no, there, I, got there? You. I got you i got you we you cut out there for a sec what were you saying 
I said, if you were, you could go back to anywhere in the world, what meal would you order and where? I would go back to Asiago. I would, uh, I would get, uh, there's this one uh, restaurant called Stella Doro where you always used to go to. I would get, um, I would get a pizza with French fries on the side and a tiramisu for, for uh, dessert. And then I'd call it. What's on the pizza? I would probably go with, uh, French fries, pepperoni, pepperoni, hot peppers, and, uh, maybe some mushrooms. And then french french fries. Fries. You, you could go back to Europe and get any meal and you're getting French fries. Yeah. These were good French fries though, Wally. That was just the meal we used to have all the time. And then the tiramisu at this place was just lights out. You can't. Oh be- man. Some of those restaurants over there, like when they start, yeah, they, they make it all. I'm going to be going back there soon in the next few years. Once all this COVID shit. Are you going to, are, are they going to retire your Jersey? If they told you that yet? I don't know if they're going to retire my Jersey, but. I think uh, tough to retire gold would, jerseys. I think eh? they would probably do something. Yeah, no, know. that's we'll see, cool. We'll that would be awesome. Yeah, um, I'm gonna probably I'm gonna be heading back there soon for sure. Yeah, no, you These should. Yeah, well, like definitely with what you've done too, though, is like the team should be bringing you back because by the looks of things, as they were bottom of the barrel, and by the time you left, they were the tits, and it looked like they were the tits for a few years after that too. Yeah, they're still uh, they still got a great team every year. They're competing every year. I mean, now they they've moved down to the, I think they're in the Austrian second league now. All the and the, the fans that still love you there too, eh? Yeah, they would. I think they would. Uh, they still message me on uh, Instagram and stuff all the time. So. Well, you bet. You better share this because sharing is caring. When I put yeah. this out there. What uh, the the messaging? No, that that we did this this podcast you better share it on your story so they all see it okay 100 i will wally sharing is caring you got and folks if anybody i've never said this before because i think it's absolutely lame and ridiculous but um actually like rating the podcast and like writing like hey this is good it actually helps me um so if you feel like doing that do it if not i whatever i'll still do it anyways (laughs) wally i'll definitely uh once you post it i'll definitely share it to to my story for sure Okay. Perfect. Well, um, I can't thank you enough for coming on dude. And like, I didn't get to know you that well at Western mission because I'm doing my thing. You're in the dorms, you're younger than me. Um, but like, like when you're my buddy and like, I saw what your career did, man, I was like, this guy, yeah. Like, and I would have been, Well, like I watched that and I was very proud of you as ridiculous as that sounds. I was proud of you for what you did. And actually I'm proud of you for what you're doing after hockey. So you're obviously just, you're doing well, sir. Thank you, Wally. And same to you. And uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. And once you, I know you were talking to my brother about coming up to visit. Once you come up, we'll, uh, we'll play around at Credit Valley for sure. Oh dear. That sounds lovely. Wherever that is folks. Um, but uh, I guess this week I got to go to a lot of tryouts really far away. So um, I don't know if I'm going to make it to Toronto <laughs> other than if he plays for that team, which would suck. <laughs> yeah, we'll set it up. We got lots of time, buddy. Okay. Sounds good, man. Well, Drive thank safe. you for coming yeah. on. And this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Danny and Wally.
Some people clap on the one and three. Some people clap on the two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive me. I'm like Scott, I'm a girl band. I'm like Pete, I'm a band. I'm always sticking my mind. 